Hi everyone, welcome to Hot Seat with Cognizant Clay. I am your host, Clayton Terrio. Today on the show we have Sarah McConnell. Sarah is a mom of a little boy named Dennis who was diagnosed with Duchenne muscular dystrophy. She is also the founder of the blog Menace to Duchenne on Instagram, which was founded to raise awareness and support for those living with Duchenne muscular dystrophy. I hope you guys enjoy it. Hello, how's it going? Hi, how are you? Good, good. It's as good as I can be with all this quarantine going on, but it is yes. what it is, right? I hear you. Yes. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate the interest. It's pretty cool to connect. No, of course. Actually, I appreciate you reaching out to me. I haven't done anything like this before, so this is interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely different, but uh, I, I, I figured since the, we have the relation with the, the diagnosis that yes. it would be really good to do, you know, just a positive interview and just sure. get your take on it. Okay. Um, well, first of all, how, how are you doing through all this uh, quarantine? Um, we're doing okay. I mean, we have been at home since probably the middle of March. Um, I live in Delaware, which is on the East coast of, um, the United States. So, you know, we've kind of been not really a lockdown, but we've been, you know, having to social distance and kind of, you know, be indoors for the most part since about the middle of March. Um, so my husband and I have been working at home since then. So that's made things kind of interesting. And Dennis, my son is no longer in daycare. Like that's closed. I don't, we don't even really know when they're going to open again. So it's been interesting um definitely quite an adjustment but we're we're hanging in there yeah for sure i think everybody's doing their best right yes it's all you can do so so for my viewers your your son dennis is diagnosed mm -hmm. with duchenne muscular dystrophy can can you talk me through just like how you found out he had it and the process to get the diagnosis sure um so my son is four um probably shortly after his second birthday is when he was diagnosed but kind of the road to diagnosis um it's kind of interesting because i think the signs were there all along but it's just not not something i would have picked up on and you know i was a first-time mom i really didn't have any other kids to kind of compare his progress to but basically i mean he's pretty you know everything seemed to be going well. I mean, he really, he really wasn't walking or pulling himself up on things. Um, you know, typically when kid, you know, children should be, he, you know, by his, by the time he turned one, he wasn't even walking at that point. He barely crawled. He just basically, he would actually crawl backwards. I don't really know why. Um, he, so basically, you know, it kind of was something we were concerned about, but you know, kids progress, you know, they, they all progress a little bit differently. And I think in the States, at least, they don't really start looking further to see if there may be an issue till your child hits 18 months. If your child is not walking by 18 months, usually at that point, you're going to be referred to um, probably a physical therapist to get an assessment. And you might actually, you know, in the state of Delaware, they have something called Oh my gosh, what is it called? Um, but it's a state program. It's for early intervention. So usually you would get kicked to that whole group. Um, that really didn't happen for us. Um, you know, basically kind of what happened was he started walking at 17 and a half months. So he's like right under that little, you know, line of being referred to someone else. So he never, you know, at that point it was just like, everything's fine. He didn't get referred to get an evaluation or anything like that. Um, but, you know, he did 
fall quite a bit. Um, you know, again, toddlers fall, right? I mean, but I guess I just didn't realize how much he was falling. Um, and basically the daycare that he was in, which, you know, it's, I'm glad that he was where he was when all this happened. Um, because, you know, they actually, I feel like they were kind of the first ones to pick up on it and not so much to Shen, but I just know that, you know, his teacher was just kind of like, he seems to, you know, he always kind of crawls the things to pull himself up. He just doesn't, he doesn't like to get off the floor and just get up. Like, you know, and she was like the other kids that are his age, you know, that you just don't see that. And, you know, she wasn't like, it's a problem, but it's just something she noticed because she's around kids all the time. So, you know, that was kind of in the back of my head. And then, you know, he used to fall at school a lot. There was one day where he fell twice in a day and he bit through his lip and, you know, when I went to go pick him up, I mean, the director seemed really concerned, not that there was anything wrong, but they were just like, we don't understand why he fell. Like it didn't seem like he tripped on anything. Um, so at that point that actually happened to be the day before his two year wellness visit with his pediatrician, that was really fresh on my mind. So when I went in the next day, you know, I kind of, kind of pinpointed on the, you know, is he, is there a developmental issue? Is there something wrong? Um, just because I was like, you know, he seems to fall a lot. Um, you know, he's not, he wasn't running, he wasn't jumping, he wasn't skipping, he wasn't doing anything like that. So I kind of was talking to the pediatrician and, you know, so we had him walk, he kind of watched him walk and, you know, and then I must have said, he says later, the pediatrician tells me, you kind of said something that kind of made the light bulb go off in my head. I had said that he has trouble getting up off the floor. So when that happened, basically the doctor was like, okay, I want to see Dennis get up from off the floor. And, you know, he did the Gowers maneuver. And so, you know, at that time I didn't really realize that, but at that point the doctor then referred us to go get some blood work to do CPK levels. Um, and those came back, I think the, it was 21,000. So at that point there was like no doubt about it. He had a muscular dystrophy, um, and then, you know, it's kind of a, kind of a whirlwind after that. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, well, and that, that's a lot of me. I, I didn't walk till I was about 18 months as mm -hmm. well. And, and I would cry all day and my, yeah. the doctors told my mom, well, it's colic. She goes, well, no, it's not. I, right. I assure you it's not. And they kept saying, mm -hmm. call it, call it, call it. And yeah. then I was lucky enough to get my diagnosis at about nine months, which is okay. like, very early Super early but she works in healthcare, so she yeah. kind of knew I, I think it's like you say first time mom you don't mm -hmm. know exactly what to look out for not it's at hard. all yeah sure and and so due to all this you started a blog called menace to do shane which mm -hmm. obviously his name is dennis so yes. i think dennis <laughs> the menace is a little bit of a yeah a, you know a focus there and you mm -hmm. focus on raising awareness for muscular dystrophy in an open mm -hmm. and positive way. Okay. Do, do you remember you. <laughs> like what went through your head to start that? Um, so I think when, you know, when he was diagnosed, you know, I had heard of muscular dystrophy. I didn't really know much about it. I think I was like with most people, isn't that like, you know, MS and it, that, I mean, that's kind of the joke now. Cause you say muscular yeah. dystrophy, isn't that a, like MS? And it's like, it's not like MS, but again, I didn't know much about it, you know? And, and again, I went against what the doctor told me to, I Googled, I Googled like crazy. Like as soon as he called me to tell me, you know, the, the CK levels were elevated. The first thing I'm doing is on Google. And, you know, a lot of the stuff that I came across was terrifying. 
to be honest. It was yeah. just absolutely terrifying. Um, and then from there, I started looking on Instagram, you know, looking for the hashtag Duchenne and muscular dystrophy, trying to find anything I could to kind of learn, like, what, it, what, are, what are we going to expect? Like, what does this even mean? Like, is my kid going to have a happy life? Like, what is going to happen to us as a family? Um, and I actually came across some moms that were kind of already doing Instagram accounts, um, following the journey of their family and their kids with Deshen. And that really helped me, um, you know, finding out that there was like other people online. Like, I know every kid's journey is a little bit different, but just seeing what to expect and like, what are their kids doing right now? Like, what are the treatments like? Um, as well as just Facebook. I mean, there's lots of groups on there that are almost like a lifeline, especially right after the diagnosis. And so when I kind of started the Instagram account, I mean, I don't, I don't think of myself as having this like big voice. I don't think of, you know, I don't know that I'm really all that special or that we're special as a family, but I kind of did it probably first to help myself because I felt like it was like kind of cathartic to get everything out. Um, and then the other thing was just thinking, you know, there's going to be other families in the same position. I would want them to have like, you know, find our account and maybe that will help somebody. So that's really what two of the reasons why. And I guess the third would be, you know, like many people, I didn't really know what Duchenne muscular dystrophy was. And I just feel like we need to raise awareness. And I'm thinking that might be a way to raise some awareness. So that's really, that's kind of what led me to the Instagram account and the menace to Duchenne. And yeah, we definitely, Menace to Duchenne, you know, Dennis the Menace, and I thought of Menace to Society. I don't know why. I just put all that together because everybody seems to have some sort of interesting, <laughs> interesting tagline for their Instagram accounts and Facebook pages and that sort of thing. Yeah, and I think it's it's good to have a sense of humor about it. Like, yeah, it's not a nice disability, but mm -hmm. at the end of the day, he, he, you know what I mean? You, you have to just keep going, and it's hard yeah. at first, but... Yes. I find reading by the book is very mm -hmm. hard to take in mm -hmm. because that's just a doctor's, not necessarily opinion, but his right. observation. Yes. And, and I think doing it, looking at moms of kids with it, dads, even, even the mm -hmm. kid himself is mm -hmm. a way better way of looking at it because yes. everybody's different. We yes. all have the same disability, but we're all different. Right. Absolutely. And it, it's, it's very, it's, it's a very hard thing to go through, but I, mm -hmm. I think, you know, you're very positive, it seems, and, and that mm -hmm. really helps. My mom's yeah. the same way. It's always, okay. always something happy coming out right. of her mouth, and it always makes you feel better. Yeah. I don't know how positive I am. I mean, I try to kind of, especially with that, my account, try to, try to just give what I'm really feeling, but I do try to put a positive spin on it. I don't know how how often I'm positive, but I'm, it's nice to hear that it comes across that way. And it's not, you know, cause I don't want to be doom and gloom, but there's a lot of things that go along with this that are really hard. Um, you know, we're in the very early stages of the disorder. Um, but I just, it's scary, like thinking of what the future might look like. And I think that yeah. kind of has been the hardest part. Yeah, definitely. That's that's what my mom said. It is just adjusting to the news is the hardest part. But yeah, as yeah. you go on, I'd like, and I'm always here for you if you ever need anything to talk about, whatever. It. That's for amazing. Sure. Um, yeah, and it's just it, it is hard. And my next question was like, obviously, it's a very hard thing to deal with as a parent, but. Mm -hmm what has stuck out about the journey so far? Like what, what do you look back on to, to help you get through it? Um, 
That's a good question. I haven't really thought about that. I mean, the way we kind of make it through, I mean, you know, yes, my son has this terrible diagnosis that was like terrifying. Like when he, when we first got it, it, it was like getting a death sentence. Like, and I know that that's not the case. It's not a death sentence. Um, but we're lucky. We have this like beautiful little boy. He's probably the most joyful kid I've ever been around. He's so funny. I mean, couldn't imagine my life without him. So that has really helped us get through and just, um, lots of support, like, especially from really unexpected yeah. places, um, total strangers. Like I, I mean, I think with this whole thing, it's kind of humbling. Like, I feel like I have cried in front of every type of person you can imagine. It's been, you know, somewhat embarrassing, but like people, like there's a lot of people out there that really want to help. And, um, you know, the community is just amazing. Um, so I don't, I don't quite know if that answered your question. You do get support when you don't expect it. I yes. find like, yes. if you're looking for it constantly, you're just mm-hmm. going to be upset. But then mm-hmm. all of a sudden a stranger recognizes it. Like uh, back in December, mm-hmm. I, I did an interview. My first interview was name is Chris Kyle and he's a guitarist mm-hmm. for an R&B singer named Cautious Clay which okay. is funny because my name's Clay. Clay, right. And after the show, he came up to me. He goes, do you have, he goes, I don't mean to be blunt, but do you have Duchenne? I go, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? What's up? And he goes, my nephew has it. Mm-hmm. And I connected with him just purely by happenstance. He came mm-hmm. up to me. I didn't even know his name going to the right. show. I knew the mm-hmm. singer's name, but the band, it's a new band. So I didn't really know the names. He's like, my name's Chris Kyle. And it stuck to me because American Sniper's name was Chris Kyle. I was going to say, why does that sound familiar? Yeah, and right away, it was a connection. And ever since, I've connected with him and his his nephew who has it. And it, it mm-hmm. it's quite amazing. And the thing that actually, this is funny, that stuck for me with your blog was the picture with Dennis in the Spider-Man hat and the Spider-Man mm-hmm. shirt. Mm-hmm. Absolutely my favorite superhero as a kid. So right away, <laughs> I was like, you know what? This is... Yeah this would be cool to reach out and sure mm. enough, here we are. Yeah. Um, who like the last part about that is who has helped you the most to stay positive? Like maybe a family member, a doctor, like who sticks out to you? Um, I don't know. It's a, I feel like it's a whole group of people. Like I kind of feel like um, a lot of the other Duchenne moms have really helped. Um, you know, there's lots of, I think the one thing with the community, there's been a lot of, there's help if you want to seek it. Like there's people that you can talk to. I think, you know, there's a couple, like I've, you know, we've tried to kind of go to all the conferences, you know, everything that we can just to soak up as much information and kind of get up to speed on everything. Um, But, you know, some of the moms that I've met either through just like running into them at a conference or some of the more formal things. I mean, there's a group in the the States um, called the Jet Foundation. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yeah, I've heard of it. Okay. So, you know, they, they do some different things. I mean, they help families kind of raise money for anything that they could possibly need, like, you know, a van or a ramp or, you know, a stair lift. They kind of do that kind of stuff. But then they also do this thing they call Porch Night that was started by two moms of um, kids with Duchenne. And basically, it started out as, you know, they go to different cities and, you know, a whole group of moms that get together and just have a night of fun and we get to talk and all of that. Um, so I went to my first one of those in January and it was just great. Like, cause it's just like, as soon as you meet them, they already know what you're going through. They already know. Right. Um, so that's been really nice. I mean, they, they've now kind of switched it to like a virtual thing, you know, ever since the pandemic started. So I've done a couple of those, 
Um, but I've met, you know, some really nice people that way that have been supportive um, and trying to, you know, just like they're positive. I mean, it's, you know, it's not, you're not dying with Duchenne, you're living with Duchenne. And, you know, you can't, I think everybody's dying. We don't know when or where. And like, yeah, maybe because of the diagnosis, like probably have an idea of, you know, how, you know, my son's going to go, but that's doesn't really define him. And it's like, you just need to focus on the positive because you'll, you'll never survive if you don't. <laughs> exactly. No, I agree wholeheartedly with that. It's, you know, you just got to learn to manage it and, mm -hmm. and you can have a very happy life. I assure mm -hmm. you, like, yeah, I'm in a very good place. Even at 27 years old, I'm so grateful for all that yeah. I've done. And it's, it's, you know, everybody should be grateful they're here. Like you say, regardless, mm -hmm. you're not dying with it. You're living yeah. with it. And at the end right. of the day, that's all you can do for sure. Um, just in the middle here, I always do a little segment called rapid fire with my guests. Just, oh boy. <laughs> just random questions just to get to know you a little bit better. Okay. Okay. Um, first one, I always focus on the place you're from. Who would be your favorite person from Delaware? Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot of people from Delaware. Um, I mean, I think lots of people know Joe Biden. He's from Delaware. My favorite, but I really, honestly, I couldn't tell you a favorite as far, you know, there's not a lot of celebrities from here, but I mean, I think most people know who he is, but yeah, that's a good yeah. one to pick. He's definitely, <laughs> definitely a very uh, accurate source right now. Um, right. If you could be anyone living or dead for 24 hours, who would you choose? Oh my gosh, these are impossible questions. For 24 hours? <sighs> Can I say pass? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, we'll go with, uh, we'll just go with maybe even Dennis would be a good one just to see what it's like. You know what I mean? Like, that would be pretty cool. I mean, because he, he says some of the funniest things I've ever heard. He just, I don't know, I don't know if he looks at life a little bit differently, but I mean, he just always comes up with something funny. Like the other night he was just out of nowhere. If there was a raccoon in my tent, I'd want to share my snacks with him. I don't like, I don't even know where this stuff comes from. So yeah, that might actually be a really good one. Cause I'd love to see the world from his, you know, perspective. Especially that <laughs> age. They are so cute at that age. It's hard yeah. not to laugh. Yeah. He's lots of fun. For sure. And, and I've noticed he, he looks like that, like his pictures, the pictures mm -hmm. of him, it looks like he's a goofy kid. And I love that. Yeah, he is. He's Just definitely his smile is so infectious. Too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, what is your favorite thing to eat? I always focus on this because I love food. I would say pizza. I mean, I like I could eat pizza any time of the day. I mean, I know that's probably a pretty, you know, standard answer, but pizza is just so great. That's yeah, you can't go wrong with pizza. <laughs> a lot of different options, too. And, and one I really wanted to know was describe Dennis in three words. It might oh be hard to goodness. focus on three because you're three small. words. I mean, <laughs> I would definitely say observant, <laughs> silly, and just lovable. He's such a sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. That's good. And then he's like, he, he does remind me a lot. Like you say, he's goofy. My uh -huh. dad has so many clips of me as a kid just saying random stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely, and we're living in a good time to, to keep that, you know what I mean? You mm -hmm. can record it and keep it forever, which is Yeah. Good. Yeah. We try to do that. I mean, even just little songs he comes up with. I mean, I just think it's so funny. Like he was, I don't know, one night randomly he just started singing about like 
making a robot like <laughs> it's great and i, I yeah. think you'll find a, a lot of people i know with this disability are we're wise beyond our years because mm -hmm. of what we're going through and it's funny yes. you say he's he's really observant because yeah my parents would tell me don't touch that i'd touch it i'd, I'd want to mm. touch everything and learn everything i could and right and my right. mom would get annoyed because i would constantly ask questions and the running joke in our family is do a project right <laughs> just like mom what did a t-rex eat i don't know google it like yeah right? no that's yeah that's dennis what did this yeah i honestly dennis loves dinosaurs and i kind of made the mistake of telling him that they were extinct and he started actually started crying Oh no! Because he was so sad. Because <laughs> yeah, we were gonna go to the yeah we were gonna go to the zoo and he thought he was gonna see dinosaurs there and I was like you're not like you're not buddy sorry. Sorry <laughs> they've been gone for millions of years. Yes. I know you can't, you can't quantify <laughs> that, but it's it's hard. Um, right. And just getting back into the questions a bit, apart from okay. your blog, which obviously isn't a charity, but what other right. charities or advocacy groups do you support? I mean, there's so many. I mean, I think like I'm sometimes like I'm glad I'm not a millionaire because I would have no money. Like I would just give it away because there's so many there's so many great organizations and it's really hard to, you know, I want to support them all and it's, it's hard to kind of raise money for all of them. But, you know, I would say kind of the first one we were introduced to was Parent Project Muscular Dystrophy. Um, and that's because you know, the, the hospital that my son goes to is a certified center. So, you know, basically we met people from that um, nonprofit immediately. And so, you know, that's one that, you know, I have raised money for, I mean, small amounts, but you know, every little bit accounts. So, you know, I like to support them. I love to support Cure Duchenne because I just think they're taking such an interesting approach to the nonprofit. Um, and they're, you know, they're doing some great things. You know, I mentioned the Jet Foundation. That's probably one I've like more recently become more familiar with. Um, I mean, there, there's, there's a bunch. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. There's a local one. So there's a local one in Delaware to me that basically is there to help any family that has muscle disease. Um, so it's not just Duchenne, but it's called Muscle Movement Foundation. Um, and basically what they try to do is help raise money for like, kind of like the Jet Foundation for kind of more practical things. It's not about research and that sort of thing. It's like, if you need a, a wheelchair ramp, I mean, they'll try to get the, you know, they'll raise money to fund that. If you need a van, if you, you know, you need to remodel your house. So that's what I've been involved in, um, mainly because it's local and it's like helping local people. Um, so that's another one I've been involved in, just as far as going to events and raising money. And, you know, we do like to support Ronald McDonald House um, yeah. just because I, I just think they do a great thing. And we haven't needed to stay in a place, you know, place like that because we've been fortunate enough that the hospital that Dennis goes to is actually in Delaware. Um, but, you know, I think lots of families rely on rely on Ronald McDonald House. So that's one I like to support as well. That's another big one in Canada. We, we have a mm -hmm. lot here. Toronto and Hamilton those are the two cities like outside Oakville where I live and it's mm -hmm. they the, the stuff they do is is incredible and, and a lot yeah. there's so many children's hospitals in mm -hmm. the states and here that I, I think the the awareness is getting better and, and it, mm -hmm. it that's how it should be I find a right. lot of disabled people get kind of put on the back burner and it, it's mm -hmm. it's nice that you have a lot of charities to fall back on um, right 
what what advice would you give to a parent or family member who has received the diagnosis? Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, give yourself time to grieve because that, I mean, that I kind of say that when getting the diagnosis really felt like a bomb had like detonated on our entire life. I mean, you know, just because it just, you know, blew everything apart and it's really, I mean, it's a really shocking, you know, piece of information to get because it it does, you know, affects everything in your life um, and the future. And, you know, it just, it's, it's a really hard thing to, um, it's just hard information to get, but, you know, as far as like what I would recommend, I mean, definitely, you know, I would say see a therapist. (laughs) I mean, I mean, not to joke around, but I just think it's really important to, you know, talk to somebody. Obviously, if you have people close in your life, you want to get as much support as you can from them. But I do feel like it's really important to reach out to, you know, some of the organizations because they, you know, they want to help newly diagnosed families like PPMD. Um, Like I said, the Jet Foundation does some things with, you know, that's more like geared towards moms. Um, But I just think, like that is so important, like trying to find other families and other people going through the same thing, because I just kind of feel like as much as like people in your life try, like until you've been through something like that, like you don't know, like it's just, there's, you know, it's hard to like, I almost feel like I stopped being able to relate to like typical people. Like I just feel like it's just hard for me to relate to people now in a way, but I just feel like you know, there is fortunately lots of support out there. I mean, even if it's just social media, like following other families or getting onto like Facebook on like a DMD moms group or something. I mean, that stuff like helped because especially in the beginning, it's really hard to talk about. So it's kind of helpful to be able to read and see what other people are going through. And like, I mean, that would be the thing. I just can't imagine getting the diagnosis before social media. I mean, I feel for those families because I don't even know where I would be if we didn't, weren't able to access, you know, other families and other people going through the same situation. Right. And, and that's, that's, I think my mom would agree with that because I was, I'm born in 1992 and it, right, she right. said it was so hard to find resources and it was like, like you say, it's like a bomb going off and, and mm-hmm. it, it's, it's funny. It's good that you, you joke about the therapy though, because mm-hmm. it's good to joke, right? Yeah joking helps like my mom and I like constantly are making fun of me and the diagnosis like just Mm -hmm. making light of it because at the end of the day if you can laugh at yourself then you're you're pretty good and and like you say he seems like a very funny kid so Mm -hmm. hopefully he gets the sense of humor and you know doesn't get too down on himself yeah he's got a long way ahead of him for sure yep yep um and during during this time of quarantine it's obviously like super hard for people to get their messages out Mm-hmm. How do you think we can keep supporting the disabled, not just muscular dystrophy, right. but the disabled community as a whole during this kind of shutdown period? Um, I don't really have a good answer for that, but I would just say like continuing to use your voice. Um, right. You know, I, I just think I feel like I've, I think now like that even before my son, you know, got the diagnosis, like after my son was born, for whatever reason, I was just really drawn to like other families that, you know, had kids that had, you know, like developmental differences and other things going on. And, you know, it's, you know, something that like when he got diagnosed, I was like, it kind of seems like the universe was trying to send me a message because it was like, now I get it. Why am I so interested in this? But I mean, I, 
I don't know the best way to like continue raising awareness through, through what we're going through, but you know, I would just say, yeah, continue to use your voice. And if, you know, there's more people talking about it and you know, that hopefully spreads the message. I mean, I think for me, I just know a lot of people in my life don't, didn't really know much about it. And I just figure if I can talk about it openly, like maybe, you know, they'll share it with someone else that needs it, or maybe someone will learn. Um, you know, I've even thought about getting, you know, little cards that I think PPMD actually has cards, but like getting my own personal cards with Dennis's like face on it and just giving some facts about Duchenne, because like I said, nobody really, like there's lots of people that don't know what it is. Um, so I don't know if that answered your question. <laughs> oh, it doesn't. I think just continuing to raise it, right? Yeah. And social media is a beautiful thing. There's mm -hmm. a lot of toxic people on there, but at yes. the same time, it, it's also very moving and very positive. And that's one thing, like, I'm so grateful I started this because yeah, it's, and it, it gives you perspective on all different types of people, all different yes. disabilities. And mm -hmm. I think that's a very powerful thing. Well, that's about all I have for you, Sarah. Okay. Thank you again for doing right. this. I, I, uh, I appreciate you helping me raise the awareness, especially sure. for muscular dystrophy. Sure. Thank you and, for reaching uh, out to me. <laughs> yeah, of course. And all the, all the best to you and your family. I okay. hope, uh, I hope he's, uh, I hope he's, he has a good life because he, yeah, it's definitely hard, but again, I'm here for you if you ever need it. I really appreciate that. It was really nice yeah. to meet you. Thanks. Thanks again for reaching out. This was fun. <laughs> yes, of course. I will. I'll send you a link when it's posted. Okay, perfect. All right. Thank Bye you. Bye for Have now. A good one. Okay. Bye. Bye.